Welcome to the Work in Progress podcast. I'm your host, AJ Bove, and this is the podcast where I talk about the work I have in progress. It's Thursday, October 7th, 9, 12 p.m. We are T-minus 22 hours away from probably the biggest meeting of Odorex ever, the history of Odorex. We have a meeting with a potential investor, and, um, and, and it's serious. It's, it's legit. And I got to be honest, this week I was kind of anxious, right? It felt like, I'll tell you this, I had the same feeling I had that, that I would get like before a big, a big conference play, a, a big conference game when I was playing college soccer. Like I'd get that feeling, you know, game day, rolling around, warming up, not even warming up, just like, you know, maybe walking down to the field, maybe just chilling in my apartment, you know, my my dorm before the game, like that's how I felt. And, um, you know, I've been really getting into two, two people recently, recently on, on the internet, Jocko Willink and Jordan Peterson. And, uh, Jordan Peterson, he, uh, I think he's probably the one who kind of spurred my influence or influenced me. He was the first person to kind of really, you know, like I deleted my Instagram off my phone. I'll say that. That's what I'll tell you. Like I still have my account, but I deleted it off my phone because I was watching this YouTube video that he was talking in and he was saying, how much time do you waste? You know, how much time do you waste? And hold on, let me, let me turn this down. Watching all these baseball games because it's playoff baseball time. I was watching the wild card game last night. Shout out to uh, Reggie. I was, I was texting Reggie, his, his Cardinals lost. But anyway, I was listening to him on my drive one day, Jordan Peterson, and he was talking about how much time do you waste on a day-to-day basis by just your own definition. You know how much, like, you know what wasting time feels like, right? How much of that do you do if you had to estimate it? And all I know is, man, I I had a, I knew that Instagram was a problem. I'd be scrolling on it way too long because I would use it for work, right? I would need it for Instagram. I would need it for ramp armor. So I'd go on, check the Ramp Armor DMs, check a few accounts, see, see what people are up to out there in the skate community, in the skate world. But then I'd just switch over to my personal account, and then I would start scrolling. And it just, it just wasn't good. So I was like, all right, let's put a little, let's put a timer on it, right? One of those, uh, you know, the, the thing where you just have to hit a button and say, yeah, forget the timer. So I kept ignoring the limit. I was like, this is, is going to be a problem. It is a problem. I want to stop this behavior. And um, that was the video I came across, and I was like, all right, let's just delete that now. And then the next day, I, I bought um, jo- uh, Jocko Willink's audiobook because he was in another video I was, t- I was listening to. And, you know, one of the things that Jordan Peterson talks about is having a vision for who you want to be, what you want your life to be like. And he thinks you should have a vision for like three to five years, you know, maybe three years, maybe five years, somewhere out, kind of further out like that and then one year, and then six months, and then one week. And I was about, uh, that was on a Wednesday. And then that Friday rolled around, that was last Friday. And this meeting that we have tomorrow, this investment meeting, was planned, right? So I kind of had a new focus on it. And I was like, well, I want to go into it. And I want to leave that meeting with no regrets because when we were talking with that that hockey league that I can finally talk about, Three Ice, that's a huge deal for us, and I'll get into that in a second. That'll be my little teaser. I'll just tell you the name, Three Ice. When we were first talking with Three Ice around this time last year, 
I remember it was on a Zoom call. First we had a phone call, then a Zoom call, and then maybe something else in there, and things got kind of slowed down with COVID and whatnot. And I just remember kind of thinking like, you know, it, it felt like we were painting a little bit of a picture of ourselves, just a little bit. Like it felt like we were trying to be a little bit more professional than we were. Tried felt like we were being a little bit more idealistic than we really were. Because at that point, we had just launched, you know, and we'd been working at it hard for a few years, two, three years at that point. But it felt like we were kind of painting a rosier picture than maybe what was, you know, actual. Like we didn't have as much experience as we had. The data we had to to put the, the projections that we had together were just, you know, it wasn't, I mean, they were projections, but they weren't, we didn't have like super sound ways of getting those numbers. And, you know, you feel that. You, I, I could feel that. And it led to nervousness because it's like, hey, the, you're standing on sand here, right? There's not, you know, if someone tests you, there's not a whole lot there that's sturdy. Um, but man, a lot changes in a year. A lot changes in a year. We have, we've had four, four quarters of data. And, you know, I've been working on these, these numbers all week. And even before that, you know, and, and our accounting is good. And we had a good first meeting with, uh, we, we, so that we're talking to the, first we talked to the investors, the potential investor's son. He's a guy who's around our age. And, you know, I think it's going to be him and his dad that go in on the investment if they, if they choose to do so. So, you know, now we're, we're at that next step, right? We had a good first meeting and now we're going to go to the, the actual, you know, kind of the final the final meeting with the final boss we're meeting bowser and uh and you know we'll see we'll see how it goes because we have data and we're putting real numbers together and getting back to what jordan peterson was saying and how i was feeling about i did not want i did not want to leave that meeting feeling like we were underprepared or we presented a version of ourselves that was any bit fraudulent and you know that's the best we can do that is the best and that's like that clear Clear head, clear eyes, clear heart, can't lose, or whatever they say, right? Clear eyes, clear, clear mind. I don't know. I didn't watch Friday Night Lights. But we had a big, uh, you know, not a big meeting, but we had our meeting, our regular every other week Odorex meeting. We had that on Tuesday this week. And that was a big meeting because, I guess it was a big meeting, because we had our lawyer present for the first time, so we introduced him to the team. And uh, everyone else on the team was there except for Mike. He had some some stuff to take care of, and, and that's all right. We were able to catch him up and bring him up to speed. So I, I had that feeling of like, oh, you know, we, we got to have a good practice before our before our big game on Friday. And after that, after that meeting, and it went super well, and I felt like I, I led a good meeting because that's another big thing in Jocko's book, Extreme Ownership. It's it's all about leadership. And how to be a leader and taking ownership and really extreme ownership, right? Really taking ownership of everything. And it's like, hey, listen, if people on my team aren't doing the right thing, it's not their fault. It's my fault that I didn't didn't make it clear enough why we're doing the thing we're doing. And that's something that I think I kind of thought about in the past. But now that I'm listening to this audio book, you know, it really puts it into to very black and white context. So... I wanted to go in there and, and be a leader in this meeting. And and I think we had a good meeting, and I was really happy with how it went. It was a good practice before the game, so to speak. And, yeah, now I'm not really as worried. 
You know, I got to be honest. I, I met the uh, potential investor today. He came into Iton to talk some, some unrelated business to what we're going to be talking about tomorrow night, some other business that he's working on that is involved with Iton. And, you know, I just wanted to meet him for the first time because I had talked to him once via Zoom. He was being interviewed for a score presentation, and I asked a question at the end of the meeting. And at that point, I didn't know he was going to be a potential investor. That was a, over, that was a year ago, definitely, but maybe, maybe a little bit less than a year ago. It was in, like, November of last year. And I brought that up to him. He's like, oh, yeah, you did ask that question. I'm like, yep, yep. So, you know, ask questions. You never know, right? And, and that little thing, that little question I asked last year, like, you know, it, that's, like, the first time we met. And now when we met today, I was like, hey, remember me? I asked you that question. And then, you know, it's just a little bit of familiarity. And I got to be honest, when I met him today, you know, I was a little bit, I talked a little bit fast. I was a little bit shaky. But I, uh, I came in carrying some, some star cutouts of, uh, of ramp armor. And I'll get into that in a second. And I also was carrying a, uh, what are those things called? Like a cart that you bring stuff in on, like a, like a push cart. Not a push cart, but it was like a dolly. That's what it was, a dolly. So I'm like wielding in this creak, you know, this, this squeaky dolly and some, some sharp ramp armor. And I'm talking fast. And, I'm, and I just, you know... I might have seemed a little bit all over the place, but I think it was in a way that was good, a way that kind of made me seem excited. And I wasn't trying to be like, you know, all over the place, but at least if I brought in stuff to carry, it was something to talk about, right? Because sometimes, you know, you get in those situations and you just don't say anything. It's like, ah, nice to meet you. Okay, well, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, bye. So, you know, I went in there excited about stuff. I was talking to him about he knew exactly, I was talking to him like he knew exactly what I was talking about with ramp armor and this and that, but, uh, you know, he, he, I don't think he, he really knew. So I think it went well, you know, it was good to meet him, but, uh, but yeah, that's huge for us. That's huge for us. I'm really, uh, you know, I'm excited for tomorrow because we, this is a big boy meeting for us. And, uh, if, it, if we get it, if we get the investment and, and I don't know, I was thinking about it, like, even if things go well, I'm sure he'll have to take some time to, to think about it and discuss it. But if we get that, I mean, that, like, I can't explain, like, how big that would be for us because it would allow us to do all the things that we need to do to get to where we want to go. And, you know, it's our first real investor meeting, so what are the odds that, you know, we get it on the first try? You know, I, I you know, what are the odds you get anything on the first try, right? It's not always perfect. So, you know, I'm just going in with that attitude of, like, hey, we're going to go out there, we're going to put our best foot forward, tell an honest story, an optimistically honest story of where we're at, where we came from, where we're going, and how we got these numbers. And I really got to give it up to the team, man. You know, Mike has done a really killer job in the recent weeks with, with getting some guys on the team and just organizing everything in that way as far as like a, you know, a personnel standpoint. And also uh, Marcus has done a, he did an incredible job this week cranking out some marketing numbers and it's really exactly what we needed as a team. You know, I was talking to him about, hey, we have some data points right now, right? We we know how many people we've been exposing advertisements to in terms of our, our partnerships with well not even partnerships, but with the Premier League Lacrosse, with USA Lax magazine, with USA Hockey magazine, with 
with these different publications, we, we get data on that, right? And then we have some sales data. And it's small, but it's a year's worth of data. And that's all we have. So, you know, with this partnership with 3ICE, we also got some data points for that and how many people will be seeing our stuff. And so we just now, it's like, all right, well, here's what we saw. Here's how many people saw us in the past. And here's what we got. And here's how many people are going to see us in the future. And here's what we think we'll get. And the numbers are coming out pretty good, I think. It makes sense. And they're probably coming out a little bit conservative as well. But really, I mean, it's all projections, so you really have no idea. So, three ice. Let's talk about this. Three ice is, um, so let me tell you the story of how this all happened. So, around this time last year, a little bit, it was a little bit more than a year ago. It was like mid-September. Marcus was just reaching out to different leagues and companies that we could potentially partnership with. Reached out to the PLL and three ice and all these different ones. I don't remember exactly who it was, but... The guys at Three Ice, um, which the, the guys are very impressive. The CEO, the uh, the guy who's running the league, EJ Johnston, he has had a very successful career in a number of athletic and also entertainment type endeavors. His dad, um, his dad drafted Mario Lemieux, Eddie Johnston. I think his dad. Um, he also drafted Yarmir Yager, I think. But I could be wrong. I'm not sure if the Pens drafted him. But he drafted Mario Lemieux. If you know anything about hockey, it's a pretty good pick. So, you know, he, EJ, his son, obviously has grown up around hockey. And he got all these former NHL coaches, Hall of Fame coaches, to, to coach these eight teams. Six teams. I think there's six teams. Six or eight teams. And... They have these teams. It's three on three. So it's just like NHL overtime hockey. Super exciting, fast pace, a lot of flair, a lot of room to, to do different skill moves and a lot of fun passing and scoring. It's going to be so exciting and awesome. And they were going to start last summer, but with COVID, everything pushed it back because what they're doing is they're going around the United States in a tour style season where they're going to play like four games in a weekend or two or three games in a weekend, however many games in a weekend. And maybe, maybe, no, yeah, they'll play a bunch of games in a weekend. Maybe nine. I, I, don't, I don't remember all the specifics. But they're going to play all these games and they're going to just travel the country. So it's, and they're brand new, right? They're brand new and they have an incredible resume. And they're just incredible people to just be linked up with. And, you know, I talk about where we were at a year ago. I mean, part of it was like, you know, part of the reason why we were nervous is because maybe we felt like we had almost no business talking to them. Like, we have this good product, then they liked it. That's how it started. Marcus reached out and we sent him a product and EJ liked it. But, you know, it was like, hey, these guys are professionals, you know? And not that we're not professional, but, you know, we're just young. We're just, you know, we're newbies, right? We're little, little babies in this situation in the world of entrepreneurship. So, thankfully, they loved the he, EJ loved the product. He was a big fan of it, and we had some partnership discussions and put together a plan. And um, I, I remember we were uh, on our one phone call with him on Zoom. I think it was a uh, I can't remember exactly the order of it, but he'd ask, "Can you put together a prospectus for us? And how soon do you think you can get it?" And I was like, "Yeah, we can get it to you next week." And oh, that was a stressful week because, again, we had to put together like a pretty in-depth business plan 
Um, actually, it was a little bit more of a, it was like a looser, it was a little bit more of a, a lightweight business plan. It wasn't like a 30-page document, it was like 13, I think. And then we were putting together these projections, and it, again, it kind of felt like, oh, what, what should we include, you know? Because we didn't have really any data. So it's like, what do we include? And now when we're doing this stuff, putting projections together and whatnot, we, we have data. So it's like we know what to include. Basic financials, some ratios, things like that. And uh, we talked to them for a while and we had a deal where they had sent us an offer and we were ready to go and we, we sent them kind of a, a rebuttal. I don't want to say counter offer because that makes it seem like we were changing everything. But we just kind of tweaked some things around to, to better give us, you know, to give us a little bit more of a, not advantage, but it just kind of helped us out a little bit more with a cash flow perspective. So a few months go by and you know, their season was delayed because of COVID. And Marcus tell me, he's like, for a while there, I did not think we were ever going to get a deal. But we kept staying in touch with him. Yeah, I would call EJ every once in a while, just let him know how things are going. And he was traveling the world and trying to get more investors and talk to, to new investors because, you know, whenever the league got pushed back, some investment pulled back and they took their money out of it. So he had some more work to do and we were working and, you know, just trying to not run out of money, basically. And then, you know, his funding got, got finished up and, and, you know, now we got a deal on the table and we signed it and he sent the letter of intent and, and it's all in and all done. And we're super excited about it. He's been on our slide deck for a while. And so I guess, you know, we've been talking about it publicly, but not in a sense where it's like been broadcast. Um, and we probably still won't broadcast it until like, I forget when the contract actually starts, but you know, it's signed, it's, it's all good. And, got the letter of intent and all that. So we're excited about that. And it's just in time, right? Just in time for this meeting we got tomorrow night. So that was kind of how that all went. I'm glad I could finally tell you guys about it. It's a big thing for us. And, and some of the benefits that we'll get, you know, we're going to be, it's a hockey league, right? So they're going to be playing hockey. And you know how they have like the, the signs on the, on the boards. We're going to get our logo on the boards. We're going to get some PA announcements in the arena. Um, by the way, their games are going to be on national TV. Their games are going to be on international TV as well, a few of the broadcasts. And um, it's so new and exciting, and we're going to be a part of their growth. And you know, we're going to get them some cash too with the partnership. Hopefully with some sales, we'll be able to give them some money and help them do some more cool things. And I'm just excited, man. It's really big for us. So, And then we'll get to go to some games. You know, We get tickets to games, and, and you know, that'll be more... Uh, more relationship building there if we if we can talk to some people and send them some places and and say hey listen you work with us you know let's talk over a hockey game right and it's this cool exciting thing i mean wh- why not right like that's what it's all about so that's big and that's really what's been going on with odorex and i'm talking about it for 20 minutes so i, I kind of want to move on to some other stuff but i'll let you guys know how that meeting goes obviously because i suppose in you know two weeks or so i'll know if we got the the investment or not and, uh, and I'll give you a rundown on how it went. So in other news, uh, Ramp Armor next week is the Tampa Pro. Can you believe it? It's finally here. We're going to be down in Tampa. Big Kurt, intern Kurt and I are going to drive down to Tampa. JP is going to meet us down there and handle all the graphic design detail. And it's going to be great for the whole team to get down there and, and just experience it and set up our booth. I've been setting up, uh, sending stuff down, putting stuff in my car because we're going to be selling our products there as well. Uh, we'll, you know, you'll be able to buy ramp armor, you'll be able to get some samples, you'll be able to buy our swag, 
be able to buy all that stuff. And it's going to be a cool tent. And I'm excited for it, man. It's going to be a really fun time, really good event. Going to meet a lot of people and see a lot of cool stuff and see some professional skateboarders. And and there's a lot of like extracurricular activities too planned at night for like, you know, the after parties and whatnot. So I think it could be one of those, uh, you know, things that you deem kind of an experience of a lifetime potentially. So we got some folks from uh, 180 Skate House joining us down there as well. I think it'll be uh, Carter, Olivia, Sydney, Tim, maybe one other person. And they're just awesome, you know. It was really cool for for Ramp Armor to give them an opportunity to to attend um, because it's it's mutually beneficial, right? They get this awesome opportunity where not only do they get to go to the event, they also get to be a part of a business, be a part of a team. And, you know, it's something they can put on their resume in the future. Hey, I was a part of the sales team for the skate park at Tampa, uh, for Ramp Armor at the skate park at Tampa, Tampa Pro. And if you know anything about skateboarding, it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest skateboarding event in the world, in the world of skateboarding. It's a, it's a skateboarding event for skateboarders. You know, this is the way I've been explaining it to people like X Games and Olympics. Like, sure, those are big and televised and whatnot, but they're pretty commercialized. You know, this skate park at Tampa, Tampa Pro, is is kind of a for us, by us type of thing for skateboarders. And, you know, for us to be a part of it, it's it's awesome. So those guys at one, the guys and girls at 180 Skate are going to be able to experience that. And we'll be able to, you know, get some get some word out and marketing, event marketing and things like that. And we're, and we're going to have a good team down there. I'm excited. We're all going to be I'm going to be matching. I got matching t Well, not ma- I didn't get I didn't get matching T-shirts, but we have T-shirts that we're all going to wear. We're all going to be wearing red, and you know I'm going to see if the folks want to wear hats so we can all match a little bit more, and you know it's going to be great. I'm really excited for it. I'm excited to to be a leader down there as well, and and you know kind of inspire the team to to go out and talk to people and and do a good job, and you know it, it'll be really cool. It'll be really cool. We're JP and I have been talking about some of the folks that we're going to meet down there too, and you know how we're. You know, all the people that we've we've talked to on social media and people that we've seen post and people that have commented on our posts and things like that, we'll finally get to meet them and they'll finally get to meet us. And I think it's going to be a big thing just for, for us at Ramp Armor just to be like, hey, check it out. You know, this is this is who we are. This is what we're all about. And let us help you get a better surface on your ramp, you know. And so that's cool. I'm really excited for that. Um, I've been seeing pictures and videos of the, of the park and it looks awesome awesome. Chris Markovich is the artist down there and he's been painting all this really cool stuff. And, uh, you know, his, his like unique, his unique trademark is, is painting the alien. And, uh, and it's just a cool design, man. And and I, I'll probably buy a piece of art just because like, you know, I try to not buy things, but art is a, is a pretty cool thing. You know, it's a pretty cool thing and it's a really cool poster, or not poster. It's a cool design and cool piece of work, you know, cool piece of art. And it's also, um, a little bit commemorative, right? So I think that'll be worthwhile, a worthwhile purchase. It's not like a, you know, something else that might not be worthwhile. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the event. Um, you know, that's something where I just, you know, we're driving down, so it's going to be a, an adventure even getting down there, driving back up. That'll be an adventure coming back, and it's going to be sick. It's going to be really sick. Um, JP and I were talking in other news for Ramp Armor, trying to get some some marketing ideas out there. I was reading this 
this web page today called Slope Filler. It's just a website designed to capture ski resort marketing ideas. Very niche, right? And, um, you know, it's all about different marketing that ski resorts do. And there was one, there was actually Seven Springs. And uh, that's the ski resort that I grew up skiing at. So whenever I started getting into the article and read that it was Seven Springs, I was like, oh, crap, this is really cool. What did they do that's awesome, that's you know worthy of being on this website? And um, they did a cool thing where they went around to different skate shops, and or not skate shops, ski shops, and they kind of gave them some, some publicity and interviewed them and had a nice little piece of content made and it helped the store and it had a nice relationship and it helped the community because then they got to see where to go for their different ski equipment. And I think we can do something similar for skate parks and also skate shops in the area. So we were kind of kicking around some ideas today. And, uh, and yeah, I think that'll be good. That'll be a fun thing to plan for in the future, you know, in, in, in October and November. That'll be pretty cool for us. So that's something that you can kind of keep an eye out for. Um, and what else has been going on with Ramp Armor? We're getting some keychains made um, in a few different ways. We're, uh, at Iton, we do plastic molding, so we can mold keychains. We can mold anything out of plastic. And Pete, our owner, really likes the, the Ramp Armor Knight that we use as a, as a kind of a throwback old-school logo. And we made these little keychains out of it. So we'll have those. In one side, we'll have the Skate Park of Tampa logo on it. One side, will have our logo on it. And then Carter, one of the guys down at 180 Skate, He's, uh, he's like 17, and this kid's a genius. And he, I sent him some samples, and when I went down there a few weeks ago, he had the samples cut into tiny squares, holes punched in them with a ring around them. And he's like, hey, these are Ramp Armor keychains. And now you, everywhere you go, you can have Ramp Armor on you. And it's like, hey, dude, that's genius, because we already make that stuff, right? To make the Ramp Armor keychains, like it, it costs a little bit of money for us to put the, the mold together and do all the tooling on it and things like that. But it's like, we already make the ramp armor. So that was really cool. And I was able to send him some more samples. And so he'll have some of those. And, you know, that's what Jocko talks about, right? Extreme ownership, basically taking responsibility for it. And clearly, clearly Carter has already taken some responsibility, right? He has some ideas that he wants to make happen. And, uh, and I'm, you know, ready to let him run with that stuff. So that'll be cool. He was sending me some pictures of you know, a skateboard that he made with Ramp Armor logos on it. And, um, you know, that'll be cool too because we're going to have, at our booth, we're going to have a little enclosure, I guess you could call it, in front of it where we're going to have a slab of Ramp Armor down, a little 4 by 8 sheet with our logo on it. And it will, uh, it'll be an area with a skateboard on it where people can do different tricks. Like they can do an ollie, they can do a kickflip, they can do whatever they want to do. And you know, if the, if the folks at the tent think it's cool, they'll give you a free shirt or something. So it'll be a nice way for people to engage and also get on the material. Um, so, you know, that'll be pretty sweet. And, uh, and yeah, so I'm excited for that. That'll be cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're just, you know, putting together the plan for all that and I'm excited to see how it turns out. I'll keep trying to think of like, you know, what I could be forgetting, but we'll be able to get stuff when we're down there. Um, you know, this week's been kind of hectic, you know, because obviously I've been preparing every night for this big meeting for Odorex. I've been staying up late. I've been watching baseball. You know, I, I didn't lift this week, which is kind of bad, right? I wasn't I wasn't disciplined with that, but I was disciplined with my Odorex work, right? 
So I was getting some of that stuff done. I felt like it was a fair trade. It was a responsible trade. Um, so that's what's been going on with me. Um, and we got two minutes left. So what else has been going on elsewhere? Um, Athena, we've been plugging forward, talking to different, uh, different places to, to get our entrepreneurial education out there and figuring out how to deploy it and when to deploy it to these students. And that's been cool. That's been really good because Ron, Jake, and I have been really consistent in our meetings every week. Um, just, you know, a quick little phone call over lunch that we can just get done um, and, and, you know, just maximize our time, right? And figure out how to deploy the stuff and put together a plan. And, and that has been really good because it's early on and, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, discipline equals freedom. That's another thing that Jocko's, you know, always talks about. That's one of his staples of, of, his, of being, really, of his, of his success. Discipline equals freedom, you know? It's like, hey, you want to go get that money from that investor? Well, you got to be disciplined during the week, right? You got to go and put those hours in and, and look at the numbers and print everything out and, and make sure everything looks good and presented well. And, you know, so that's, you know, that's kind of on that level. And then also on the, the Athena side of things, it's like, well, hey, you want to go enrich students for years to come? Well, let's put together a good plan. Let's put together the lesson plans right now and we'll do it week by week and you know, and, and after this is done, you know, we'll, we'll have our lesson plans and maybe there'll be some tweaks here and there. But, you know, for now, it's just putting it together, putting that legwork in up front so you can kind of just, you know, breeze through a little bit better on the back end. So that's what's been going on. Um, oh, also exciting news. I've been added to the YEI, the Young Entrepreneurs Institute, uh, um, the Speakers Bureau. So I don't really know what that means, but I think it means I'm closer to doing different speaking engagements. And that's awesome because that, you know, one of the, like I was saying earlier, Jordan Peterson talks about having your plan and what you want your life to look like. And I think in the future, I would like to do more public speaking. You know, I, uh, I think I've, I don't want to say I've closed the book on being a stand up comedian, but, you know, I definitely, I just don't, I'm not doing anything to actively engage in that. And, um, but I think it's, you know, it helped develop me personally and develop my skills professionally to speak in front of people. And, you know, if I can talk about some of the stuff that I'm doing with, with work, with Iton and Ramp Armor and Odorex and all this stuff, then, then that's cool. And the fact that people are kind of reaching out to me to be on these teams is, you know, these speaking bureaus is, is, is cool. And I'm, I'm grateful for those opportunities. So, so life's been good, man. I've been rocking and rolling. Um, you know, it really, it really has. And I've been working hard and staying consistent, staying disciplined. And, and I appreciate you guys for listening and being interested in what I'm doing. And, and I'll keep doing it if you keep listening. So that's this week's episode of the Work in Progress podcast. Thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you guys in a few weeks. Bye.